Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. React if you have to. Yeah. Don't know the time, boy. Just wait and I'm yeah. One of a kind, yeah. What's on your mind, yeah? What hard to find, yeah? Beautiful mind, yeah. Still in my prime, yeah. Just know that I'm here. What's up, everybody? Pondoff's anonymous episode 34 or 35? 34. Well, not so fast. <laughs> You uh, you dropped a little uh, a little solo track, yes, sir. Um, uh, limited edition. That's right. Hot off the press on uh, Thursday of this week. Yeah, don't panic. <laughs> um, since I was uh, working on my suntan, looks good. By the way, I got good. cooked. I probably put on 24 pounds. <laughs> that was my just not 25. I said I could put on 24, and and I'm I'm burnt. I'm pretty crispy, a little crunchy, uh, <laughs> my shoulders and. But um, while I was doing that, you uh, you had a. Well, why don't you why don't you tell it tell this tell it as you did before you decided to. Um, release your uh, release an episode and for those that didn't hear it um, maybe yeah. give us a, yeah yeah go back and listen if you haven't it's a bonus episode um, so I didn't label it as a episode just you know it's not numbered <laughs> uh, but I had a, I had an anxiety attack on Sunday of last week and I'm like, let me see, how do I get out of this? So I just started go running through the things that are good for me. And then I started writing down the things as a way to kind of cope with it too. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll just share this. And so I did a, I don't know, I think it was six minutes or so, just a quick rundown of the things that helped me uh, cope with anxiety. Some breathing techniques, um, some mindfulness, and then just distraction of how to, you know, get away from anxiety. So check it out. If you haven't, it's uh short and sweet. You can do it while you sit on the can. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is, uh, is actually my plan after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, good, man. I'm, um, I'm glad you did that. And I need to, I want to listen to it. Um, I'm excited. I was going to on the on the way home, but um, our drive home was uh, it just took, it was it was a good ho- uh, drive home. We went to Table Rock this weekend, which is you know just under four hour drive from from St. Louis uh, from our house, and it was our first as as all three being pond offs i should say um so charlie was we adopted in, in january and then uh the world went to shit so yeah so yeah we we went down there to the lake and 
had a blast. Um, and I was just going to kind of share, share the, I guess the vacation story. Yeah. Um, it wasn't anything earth shattering. Um, but that's what we, uh, you know, sometimes you envision what a vacation or a, an event is going to, to look like. I mean, anytime you plan something, whether it, as big and grandiose as a wedding or or if it's uh you know i'm going out on saturday night gonna get fucked up and have a gangbang somewhere so you, you plan them out ahead of time and um they don't always go as as planned in fact i would say that uh well over 90 percent of the time they're not they don't go as planned and this vacation that that Ashley and I and, and Charlie went on was the exception. It was it was perfect, and maybe it was that way because it, we were we went into it with such a uh, trying to think of the right word with everything going on and the pandemic and the world changed, and then you know the approach. Charlie starts school next week. I'm using air quotes for those of you that are watching or listening. <laughs> on, um, I think our hearts were ready for to to just go and get away um, for a couple days. So I don't know if anything could have rattled that because of where we maybe had been beaten down to metaphorically, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, for sure. Had the weather not been perfect, maybe we would have had something to bitch about, but it was absolutely perfect this week. I was it the same, I take it, up in St. Louis? Yeah, it was nice in St. Louis, yeah. It was a little I mean, warm a few days, but, I mean, if you're on the lake, that's not too yeah. Get, um, I, I, I was. I'm trying to – I probably could count on one hand the amount of clouds I saw all week. And if they were – if I did find them, they were like the blue sky and the one pretty white cloud. I'm sounding pretty – feminine here but um it, it's okay um, i don't give yeah. a fuck i'm you know it's all good bro um <laughs> but it was it was something else and to do it the timing like i mentioned but to do it as a as our first family vacation it was pretty uh pretty awesome we we said a couple of times how like it would have been great to have some friends down there or another couple and maybe a couple other kids for charlie to play with but yeah uh, those will come at the end of the day this was nice i mean they had a lot of time together so um i might hang out my uh my basement for the for the rest of the weekend but uh <laughs> so that's where we went uh every single summer as uh, for me growing up was to uh we had a a timeshare in kimberling city and um went to table rock lake every and you know jumped into branson for a little bit but mostly sure. we were at the lake and uh yeah man that's and i'm an only child so i was there sometimes we would take friends but a lot of times it would just be the three of us and so i really resonate with that and, nice um, really cool yeah and some of the best you know memories of my life well that's yeah i'll tell you i used to um i used to call 
Branson like a uh, <laughs> trying to my defensive people, but <laughs> like either a you know a who, uh, Las Vegas without any pussy or a Hoosier ass Las Vegas or you know a sober Las Vegas maybe right yeah maybe um, yeah or just a, a Christian Las Vegas so all those things right. <laughs> But we went down to the landing. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm not gonna go. A buddy of mine always makes fun of brands. It's oh, are you gonna go see the shows? They're in like kind of boxing that eighty year old woman that wants to go down there and see the shows. Um, but Branson, man, we went into Branson twice for dinner on the landing, and on that on white on the White River. Right. So that's like the old part of Branson, right? Okay. So yeah. It, I remember going. I bet was it. I've <laughs> been to Branson before. Um, the last time, in fact, I was at in Branson, I uh, was rolling my balls off on ecstasy, and um, <laughs> in Branson. Well, That's you had you to go. <laughs> listen, brother. I had to spice that fucking place up a little bit, right? That's fair, man. That's fair. <laughs> so, and I mean this. So, as I'm, I went to Branson with. I mean, I was a, uh, I guess it junior in high school and it was me and uh, my family and uh and and i i took um, the girl i was dating at the time came down or we were together and we um brought down some xc and rolled her balls off and not her I, I should. <laughs> right yeah she didn't but um <laughs> i i had to spice it up a little bit and it was uh made it uh for an interesting trip um but now where the fuck was I going? Oh yeah, so, but uh, that was maybe the commercialized Branson, if there's such a yeah. thing, because you just said that. Because I remember doing the, uh, there was a couple museums, yeah. That that um, I'm trying to think which ones. Like there was a wax museum, yeah. Um, believe like it or Ripley's, believe it or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. that museum. And, um, but other than that, man, it was right. It, it, it wasn't my uh, cup of tea, but, but on this trip, um, what a beautiful lake. I mean, I've been to Table Rock before where we just did the Table Rock for a whole weekend and on a boat, but this, you know, yeah. we left Sunday, came back on well, last night, Friday night. And, uh, we, we stayed at a place called Chateau on the lake. It looks like an old embassy suites, but man, it's, um, and, and I don't know if it's, it was super inexpensive, I should say, probably because of everything going on. We, we had a suite on the top floor, um, because the hotel was relatively empty. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, kind of weaseled my way with, uh, Earl, the, uh, bellhop to figure out how to, you know, and upgrade us. <laughs> um, and I was successful and they, there was there was restrictions and some of the restaurants were closed. Um, there wasn't poolside cocktail service, so it sucked for Ashley. But you know, we just would bring our drinks down, and it was not an issue. Um, but we'd definitely go back to this place. It had its own private marina, so we oh, got a yeah. pontoon boat and uh, and went out on the lake, and um, you know. I fucking captain uh, skippered that fucking vessel pretty good, but if we don't ask if you didn't toss, I um, 
didn't throw anybody overboard or sink the son of a bitch. So I, uh, it was a successful day. That's on the a lake. win. Yep. We, <laughs> we did, uh, we, and we it had a tube and I think because this week there were so many kids back to school, Charlie starts on Monday, that the lake was, um, the lake was super, it wasn't boring, but it was, um, it, it wasn't dead, but it wasn't nearly at capacity and right, yeah. we had so much room, we, you know, anchored in a cove to have lunch, um, people watched other boats which is always interesting and then we um we did go tubing and i I, when i say tubing ashley went tubing um she loves it yeah she grew up on the fucking ocean and you know malibu right Um, yeah that's a little different than table rock lake but still uh right water (laughs) is uh, water she says she's a she she likes to water ski and her, her her father the uh you know emergency room physician had his own sailboat and uh i think it, what's it called marina del rey or something yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know there's a song named after that you know fucking town i i give her a shit i keep calling her malibu barbie because she's anything but like she's you know yeah. she's the 100 percent opposite of uh the uh, stereotypical uh california girl and right. uh which is odd but uh, she like she was she said that when she decided to move to the Midwest, people were like, "Oh, that makes complete sense." Like her, some you know, oh, some for of her, yeah, yeah, right. Some of the bougies down there in uh, and yeah. SoCal were like, "Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of where that. you're right. <laughs> Your genetics, uh, either way, you 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 will fit right in." And um, you got to get Doctor Father-in-law to throw in a couple wave runners for the lake next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I would. Her father-in-law, or excuse me, her father passed away when she was 21. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but we, you know, it's we bonded over that. That's kind of how we started sure. our first conversation at our, you know, at Martha's. She Martha had a brunch. I think it, um, for those of you that are listening, uh, Martha is a dear friend of of Ashley and I's. You know, she's 69 and holding. I'll just say that in case she's listening. But uh, and she's she's now widowed. But um, she's a, she got it. She she hooked us up. She had this little brunch, and I remember telling Ashley in church. I said to her because I said, "Yeah, I'll go, Martha. I'll go." You know, I mean, I'm going to a. a, a I hope she's not listening. Like an elderly woman's church brunch, and I'm going because Ashley's going. Like, I mean, you know, you'll yeah. do. Guy at the tavern told me, you know, pond off, you'll do anything for fucking pussy, man. And that's like, I, I, <laughs> disclaimer, I know that sounds crass and crude, but uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, just rewind back to episode one and you'll start understanding that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Sometimes I, I say things a little uh, uh, uncouth, if you will. And um, and sure as shit, I'm, I'm fucking going, bringing a, bringing a little, bringing a dish to this, you know, to, to a church elder's. Uh, Sunday brunch after service, and I remember that morning in church, I looked at Ashley and I said, "And in the pew." And this is kind of the first time she's ever heard uh, somebody say "fuck" in church. I looked at her during the sermon, and I said, "You better fucking be going over to Martha's." And it was like <laughs> a forceful. And, and I said, and and she later said, "You know, I don't know why I I didn't." That wasn't a red flag, but because it was definitely the first, 
F-bomb that uh, anybody I, I've ever heard somebody say in the middle of a sermon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I forget who was preaching that day, but my apologies. <laughs> but she went and, um, I mean, it was so like, you know, for being a mature generational women that have, and my mom was there too, which, you know, she was scheming because... Like she was cradling this thing like an egg because she Ashley was an uh, answer to her prayers. Um, they they were like little fucking schoolgirls trying to hook two people up. I mean, you should all of a sudden it's only like we're bringing dishes in after this uh, after this nice little brunchy brunch, and <laughs> all of a sudden like it's just me and Ashley like that is washing off some plates like they all scurried out of the room like holy you know like completely by design (laughs) you know what i mean it was it was fucked up it was like just like you know these it's it's the same shit the same Mm -hmm. shit that it it, once you look back on it you're like you know they are no different than you know two teenagers hooking some their friends up or or, or, like (laughs) but it worked fuck it the first thing the first thing i think um Ashley had kind of heard of my story, um, and I think Martha had told me that Ashley's father had passed away, um, too. So, you know, here we are washing some dishes, and and that's what we connected over, and it's one of those things where you, if you've been through it, you know, right? Um, and until then, unfortunately, it's just a different... And it goes for, you know any type of like support group, you know, you, yep. if you've been through some severe fucking trauma, you can probably sit with someone in severe, that's going through severe fucking trauma. If you've been through crippling grief, you can probably sit with someone, you know, if you've been an alcoholic, if you've been in battled alcoholism, you can probably sit with someone that's battling alcoholism. So, so we really connected over that. And then, she pulled the wool over my eyes because she was actually washing some fucking dishes and sure as shit, you know, we're married now and I, I'd have to, if she, if I see her washing some dishes in the sink, I'll fucking drop dead of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Are you we the all, dish guy? I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I literally, I'm fucking, uh, I'm, I'm the, I'm the wife. She's the, she's the husband. I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm like the fucking, I often say, you know, if there's, yeah, I, I just grew up in a household. If and this is unfortunate, I guess, but if something's broke, you don't fix it until it's broken. And when it breaks, you call somebody, pay them to fix your shit. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know if that sounds really like fucking privileged or whatever. Um, but that's how, you know you learn from your old man, and he you know fuck he garage door broke. He called Haggerty. You know, go fix my shit. Here's a hondo yeah. and a case of beer. You know. Um, <laughs> So, like, seriously, if something breaks, like a fucking door's hanging off the hinges or something, she'll fix it while I'm in there baking muffins in an apron and cleaning the fucking kitchen. <laughs> that sounds, you know, that sounds about right. Brittany uh, and I put up a wall in our basement. And, right. you know, I did all the heavy lifting, but she, like, completely made it look like a real wall, you know, with the drywall and whatnot. And meanwhile, I'm up doing dishes. and Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. That makes so. me feel better, Jeff. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, fuck. They want to. It's gender equality. Look, that's right. Yeah, gender equality. There ain't no fucking stereotypes in this house, baby. Yeah. Um, Brittany's all feminist until it comes to certain things, though. Then she wants. Well, uh-huh. that's, a, that's the man's job. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I, killing bugs and yep. stuff like that. Right. And then you get bitched at if you don't hold a door, you know, it's like, well, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 I remember if you do. What, what was the, uh, what was the movie back in the day with Travolta and, uh, Kirsty, uh, was it Look Who's Talking with Look the baby talking, Mikey? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a fucking cab driver, and some guy, a date, comes to pick her up, and he's, like, falling for her. Right. And remember that? He pulls him aside afterwards. He's like, oh, she's a really strong-willed woman. Whatever you do, don't pick up the tab. <laughs> Let her pay. Like, he, yeah. gave her, he gave him all these tips. Right. So they're, at, they're at, <laughs> out to dinner, and he's like, he didn't, you know, open their door or pull her chair out or do any of this shit that you know, uh, aka gentleman does, right? Yeah. And then, and then it comes to the bill time, and the guy doesn't pick up the tab and waits for her to pay for it. And it was all by design because of fucking uh, the Travolta. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I if I try to pull that shit, then the, the feminist goes away real quick, and I get right. <laughs> I get in big trouble and I don't get some at night. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of that, um, we talked about it, uh, but we didn't. What, what's his? Uh, what's the new edition's name going to be? I, th- I saw an announcement. Yeah, man, we have a little boy coming. We announced on the last episode, Louis Milo. Allen. Louis, Ma- I like it. Louis. I love Saint, it, actually. St. Louis. We're, we're, we're dropping the S, L-O-U-I-S. No, it's L-O-U-I-E because it's not Louis. It's Louis. <laughs> Got it. Right. No, I, 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 really, I really like it. Thanks. Um, as thrilled as she is, my mom's... Uh, I, I sounded like a Brit right there. Did I say my mom? My, my mom. mom. <laughs> I've been watching some British uh, dramas on Netflix. Uh, um, we did before the Dawson binge. We're, we're, we're getting close to the end. Yeah. Um, but my, my mother was, uh, wanted a, wanted a girl. So. Yeah. Yeah. She, we had, I think we had a cooler names picked out for girls, but, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. That'll probably piss my wife off if she ever hears this, but she won't listen probably. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's why I can get away with saying the shit I say. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully nobody ever tells on me. If you tell on me, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, we, uh, you know, I kind of, we, I don't know why, but I had it in my head that it was going to be a girl, and then uh, Brittany thought it was a boy, though. So especially because we were so sure on the name for the girl, and then I, she's, she's like, well, we're so set on this name, it's gonna be a boy. <laughs> she, yeah, that's used. That's how it works, right? My, my mother loved the name you picked out for a girl. I, th- yeah. I, um, I'll keep that in my. I, I, won't, I won't announce what that is because. Right. I don't know if we'll have another kid or not, but if we do, we'll and it's a girl, we'll definitely use it. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh that's exciting. So we'll have to get him on uh how we say get him on some ice skates uh about a year end, but you know, Charlie I say that and I'm act like a badass, but Charlie's uh and I'm trying not to push him, but he doesn't he he's not he's not foaming at the mouth to go to the rink like i was when i was his age and yeah and it, at first it i i started fucking pity party and getting disappointed but um but now i i've learned you got to kind of let them do their thing and don't force this shit down anybody's throat um right but 
you know, a uh, good thing I didn't, he didn't watch the Blues game last night. <laughs> Although his really his first exposure to ice hockey was winning the fucking Stanley Cup, you know. So, um, yeah, that's a little spoiled. And he wanted to play, and we were out there, and we had a his last birthday in October. We had a big uh, party at the rink, and uh, and uh, had a Stanley Cup cake made, and he was all for it. And then a couple times after that of of just going out and and getting him getting him on the ice and, and getting him skating. Um. I got him a pair of skates that played again, um, and our our mutual friends, you know, our good buddy Stu, um, yeah, loaned me some equipment I still have uh, from his kids. Uh, kind of grew out of for Charlie, and uh, I there, he 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 had included a pair of skates, and then I had gotten a pair of skates that played again, and, and I was going to use both of them, but the first pair that Charlie. I, I think they fit him right, and they might have hurt his feet. So he associated that with like wanting to give up and mm-hmm. go watch YouTube. And, and the more I say, we got to get back out there. We got to get. And this was all pre-COVID, and then COVID hit, and it's like fuck. But I was like, you know, we got to get back out there, dust it off. The more I do that, the more he pulls away. So I'm trying to reverse psychology his ass back on the ice because uh, once you once I get a stick in his hands, he's gonna love it. Um, I. And, and and here, so I'm trying to enjoy the the calm before the storm because once he starts playing, it's going to be, it's just going to dictate. It, it becomes your parents are so involved because there's travel, a lot of travel involved, and yeah, the way I am about the sport um, costs a million dollars. <clears throat> yeah, about I um I was going to cancel this fucking podcast this morning because I was broken up last night just <laughs> i but didn't I, watch the game I, I didn't see the results it must have been a shit show yeah they didn't even fucking show up but yeah you know this season being what it is it it, it yeah i woke up i'm all right it's uh i mean this season it has to have like an asterisk next to it right yeah. i mean it's just so different i mean they, they they rolled into this pandemic as the best team in hockey and then they then you take a couple months off and then go to live in this bubble, which has been great for safety. But, you know, uh, one of the commentators got in trouble. In fact, probably he's going to get fired. Well, there's been two of those guys this week. The one idiot for the fucking Reds. <clears throat> oh, like, yeah. Yeah, come on. I mean, that, if, rolled, that rolled off that guy's tongue like he says that all the time. If <laughs> it, uh, Listen, I just started doing this, uh, and I don't, um, I don't do it for money, but... Yeah. When there's a microphone in front of me, it's always fucking on, right? That's Isn't right. that the rule of thumb? Isn't right, that yes. the rule? Of it's thumb? like a it's like a gun. You got to treat it like it's loaded at all times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this guy's been doing it for 30 fucking years plus and he's yeah. done done a um, a fuckload of like playoff baseball games. Um, when you're when you're done with this, you have to go Google Artie Lang Bob Euchre and okay. look at this YouTube video. It's hard. I will. It, he tells a great story about using the cough button for Bob okay. Uecker. He like he's like he worked it like a jazz musician. <laughs> <He could> talk, <laughs> yeah, That's it's funny. funny. It's funny. Go look at it. <clears throat> I will. I'll check it out. Um, but that and then that guy. What pissed me off is well, I mean a couple of us. It was so bad we laughed at like his fucking apology. He's like, I deeply apologize. I'm a man of faith. That's oh, a long fly ball by Castellanos. Like he didn't. <laughs> Like, yeah, holy shit. And then, 
the first thing Ashley said was like, "That's great. This guy's going to talk about how faith, how how he's such a man of faith." And then it gives, and it just fucking gives more ammunition to the stereotype that that Christians hate fucking gay people, and it's right. just so fucked up. But yeah, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, well, then that's why you're homophobic." Right. Yeah. Because you're a exa- man of faith. <laughs> right. That's that's what people think, and it's yeah. Um, and it's unfortunately there's been enough of those incidences where uh, it gives a, that stereotype a fuckload of ammunition. But um, but yeah. So then Mike Milbury um, from NBC Sports, uh, longtime hockey, you know, coach player. Um, either you love him or hate him. He's a uh, controversial because he'll say the hard things. I mean, he's a fucking hockey coach. He's he probably best um being a guy in the locker room like you know like i said my first thing i ever learned as a child was what you hear in the locker room stays in the locker room i mean don't go tell your mother right well right <laughs> mike milbury said the other night uh, the the players are getting a lot of work done because they don't have women distracting them and the bubble uh-huh. now i i yeah, it it's it's bad news, right? So especially like there's some um some really good in just female reporters there are especially in Canada. I mean, women's hockey is huge. Um it's getting bigger and that's super insensitive, right? I've been saying at the yeah. beginning of this tournament that by round two, guys are going to be fucking killing each other because none of them, they're all going to be sexually frustrated, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I understand that might be uns- insensitive as well, but I'm talking about, you know, relationships and that. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, well, hockey players are hockey players, and it, 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 a couple <laughs> of them want to bang the girl working the food truck or something. I, I don't know what, what's going <laughs> on. I'm just saying that they're going to be sexually frustrated and they're going to, it's going to be pretty fucking intense on the ice. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that on national TV and I did just say it on this podcast, but what Mike Milbury was saying is that the women are, I, I, I think it was taken like really it's off as real disrespectful to, to women and women in the profession and generalizing. Right. Um, and he, and I don't know if he would have gotten away with it if he, I guess we can say it, but, or maybe I can't, I don't know. I mean, I'm fucking kidding about being a hockey player and knowing that they're in the bubble without, um, any access, you know, or, you know, it's just such a lockdown. Right. And, uh, yeah. and, um, maybe it's insensitive as well, but he's gotten put on the shelf for, for saying that. So. Mm. Anyway, well, I don't know why I got off on that tangent. Just, but <laughs> we're talking about the the way the life is. I mean, it goes to show that you can flip that on its head because I think I mean a lot of these players are wanting to get the fuck out of the bubble because they want to be with their families. Like that's mm-hmm. that's real life. I mean, when I say about sexually frustrated, it's a fucking joke. Um, but. You know, a lot of the, especially the Blues are an older team, right, with veterans that have families and kids. I mean, being locked in a bubble with no, I mean, if this thing's going to go to October if you make a run. Mm, Yeah. So, so it's not, 
Yeah, maybe in, instead of distractions, they're, uh, <laughs> I mean, the complete opposite, right? That's right. Um, yeah. Because when guys are, yeah, they're on the road for part of the playoffs, but they're also at home. Is you know, you get home games and you sleep in your own bed and you during normal operating you know, procedures. Mm-hmm. But there is a there is a a hover over this whole tournament, and I and I'll probably I don't know if would I say it if we went went all the way and won it. Uh, I think I'd still feel a little. I would not want it to be the Blues' first Stanley Cup had they gone on the road. I, uh, right. Yeah, for I sure. I would have taken it. I would have taken it. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Yeah. But but with all that being said, I'm uh, I, I'm not in bed all day, although I might go That's lay good. back down after this. I, I did <laughs> sleep in. but Yeah, me too. I, but um, not for that reason. <laughs> I... Uh, I I'm okay with it. I'll still watch the rest of the playoffs. I mean, it's it's hockey. It's playoff hockey. They're getting. Do you the, watch like playoff I, hockey even if the Blues are out? Absolutely. It's yeah. yeah. It's a different animal. I mean, if there's a Sunday, a hockey game on with the Rangers and the Blackhawks on during the regular season on NBC because they host a lot of hockey games, I'll be watching it. Um, between that and the the NASCAR race, but. It, uh, it it's the Blues have some big decisions coming up with um, especially with their captain. He might you know I think he's going to be an unrestricted free agent and see what happens there. And everything's kind of changed. Be what hasn't um, with the rules on free agency um, is a little and when it starts uh, because of the season. But not to turn this into a sports talk show that'll that'll kill the <laughs> ratings pretty quickly. Maybe, um, maybe. But man, yeah, back to the vacation, Jeff. I, I, we had a blast. We didn't. Uh, it it wasn't centered around. I've been on a couple trips since I've gotten sober, since I've stopped drinking, and every trip I look back at what it would have been had I been still drinking and trying to keep up with the lifestyle I lived, and. There's one in particular that was right after, well, I think it was like right at a year, right before a year after my old man passed away. Was it? No. It might have been six months. I'm trying to think of the year because it it was in the fall. The Cardinals were in the playoffs, and I was in... We went to New York uh, to see my my dad's sister, and sorry for thinking out loud here on a on a on a podcast, but I at that time was deep in it, right? And I remember I still look back at pictures, and it's like holy shit. And the this the sidebar talk kind of be behind my back, if you will, was my family. Like, what are we gonna do about him? Hey, he's dying from the inside out with grief but he's 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 killing himself with the bottle and and the reason I remember it being the Cardinals playoffs is because it was I watched that uh Cardinals comeback in the first round against the Nationals and <clears throat> the night and the Pete Cosma rally if you will at a bar yeah. at a bar in Tribeca and mm. 
and it, the thing about <laughs> we were staying, you know, it, we'd go back and forth from Tribeca to, to Staten Island, but that whole trip was the last one I really took. Besides, like going camping on a weekend, but that was a vacation, and all my the sun, S U N. If I was Earth, that sun was my bottle of whiskey, and grabbing a fifth of whiskey in Tribeca isn't that. They don't just have liquor stores; they have bodegas, right? We can go get pints right. and stuff. Yeah. And then there's not just your neighborhood tavern. There was actually, I finally found a place called the Tribeca Tavern. So while my, my mom and sister were going out with my family, trying to enjoy New York City a little bit. I mean, been there, done that. But to get, you know, it was a break, right? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, and if you know my little sister, I mean, fucking shopping spree city. Bloom, yeah. Bloomdale's or whatever. And uh, fucking. Bloomies. Fifth Avenue and, you know, shit. She ended up interning in Manhattan for a fashion company. Um, so, yeah. So she, yeah. my mom would call her Carrie or Kate Bradshaw or whoever, whatever the Section <laughs> City girl's name is. Yeah. But while they did that, I found a, the Tribeca Tavern and sat there and watched. Uh, it was during the playoff baseball, so it would be day mm-hmm. first round. There's day games. Sit there and get fucking sloshed all day until dinner time. But... The hard part was, and and was that you know your your four dollar vo and a splash of club soda at and at Fridays in Belleville is about fourteen dollars and fucking yeah Tribeca man <clears throat> yeah they they uh, gouge you on that so everything's more expensive there man and then to top this off when I'm drinking I want to fucking smoke cigs so <laughs> try getting a pack of cigarettes in 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 New York um, when I was cooking at Fridays, so like early in my career, quote-unquote, at Fridays, um, the owner at the time, who was like kind of like the godfather uh, of Belleville, um, I got, boy, uh, got some stories, but for maybe another show. <coughs> um, his son, who is like a, you know, like a big brother to me still, uh, was working in 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 this in New York City. So him and his wife, his wife, uh, my older sister, who you're friends with, was her maid of honor in this, their wedding. So oh, we're cool. super close. And yeah. they, they were, he got a job. He was living, they were living in New York City for, they, for a couple of years. In fact, he was at the Trade Center on September 11th and covered in ash. Like it's. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty uh, sobering, if, uh, mm. pardon the pun. Um, to see that, uh, to talk to him about it. But anyway, so at Fridays, Bob was his name. The owner would pull me out of the kitchen and I would load his truck with um, cases of Canadian Club whiskey, which is what we drank back at the time. It's a lot like VO. Not Canadian mist. Canadian mist is fucking, tastes like a fucking sweat sock. <laughs> Canadian Club. CC, for those of you. Okay. Um, it's not bad at all. So I, we would, I loaded his truck with cases of Canadian club and cartons of cigs and he was shipping them up to him because saved him thousands of dollars. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a hundred percent legal, but it's, uh, right. well, you know, 
that we got it there. And uh, I, I really don't. I, I not the liquor. I think it's the cigarettes. I think there's a shipping cartons of cigarettes across state lines is a big deal. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that, but yeah, for sure. Well, uh, living in Illinois, everybody would drive over to Missouri, right? Ex- anyway, exactly, one hundred percent. And I, there was like a two carton rule all growing up yeah. in high school that we. I mean, it was talking about fifteen dollars a carton difference. Yeah, probably. It may be twenty for depending if it's what kind of shitty ass cigs you're smoking. I was a Winston <laughs> yeah. Light guy. <laughs> I like Winston the camel Lights. camel Turkish jades. You really? Uh, that's what I. I don't know. I don't. Do they even still make those? But that was college. I don't know. <laughs> My give well, me that menthol, it. baby. <laughs> a buddy of mine smokes camel crushes, or he did. I think he's been off cigarettes for two years. God bless him. Super proud. Uh, shout out. That's good. And um. They had a there was a ball and a filter, so half the cig you hit you, you could press the ball, crush it, right, and it turns uh, into a menthol. That's gotta that? be, that's gotta be fucking good for you. Somebody, yeah, yeah somebody was a, just a genius making that. <laughs> I'm sure that's like, I mean, just probably the the, the minty menthols. I mean, that just that, that means they're healthy, right? Absolutely. Pro- right. Um, tastes tastes better, so it's got to be better for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so a, that's how my world goes. That 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 fat, overweight, drunken sailor of a shell of a person in 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 Lower Manhattan. That trip is my <clears throat> my comparison. Anytime I go on a vacation now, so, and I've been to New York many times after that. And it had the time of my life sober um, and enjoyed just being on a vacation, uh, enjoyed what vacation I think is supposed to be. And it's, it's supposed to be a, a break um, yep. and just uh, and not just from work because I don't I mean, I still check my emails and and. and have work on the back of my mind because of the position I'm in and the the roots, the family history I have, and the and the job that I do. But you just t- you do take a you you take a break, you breathe a little bit, and and you enjoy things like a fucking beautiful lake, uh, sitting by a pool all day, um, getting crispy, getting crunchy, <laughs> and and going, and for me, um, which I what I got to work on now is realizing that because COVID's killed me on this and these fucking steroids I'm on. But look at me blaming things; it's really my you know f- fork control. But I really like on vacation want to eat right. I want to go out to eat. I want to when I'm hungry. I want to eat snack. Yeah, wanna... it's like there's no rules on vacation. <laughs> right. So now I got to get back. Problem was I was doing that a little bit before vacation too, but um. But really, enjoy. I mean, you enjoy going and meals. When I that trip, I was fucking hammered, wasted, drunken. I didn't give a shit. I had mentioned that time in Branson earlier. It's half kidding. I mean, it was a, a stupid fucking teenage decision. I um, that sh- we've talked before on how bad that fucking ecstasy is for people and what it does to your brain. And um, I wasn't glorifying it, but uh, you know, right. I'm not. If I live in regret, it's just like living with a boat anchor tied to your ankle. But um, for those of you that are that are listening, that are 
<clears throat> headed towards or at rock bottom is, is is who we hope are and pray that our target audience is or families and friends of those folks that yeah, it's the same thing we always talk about. It's the myth of the alcohol, thinking that you can't go on vacation and have fun without it. In fact, it all it does is hijack you from the what what the true meaning of vacation is. I mean, I I didn't even take in and enjoy. And granted, I was going through a dark grieving process, but in New York, I didn't even like enjoy being around my family unless I was drinking. We were right. we stayed a couple nights in Staten Island and this my my aunt and uncle's beautiful home and I was when they would go to bed I would like make create my makeshift ashtray and get the bottles I had bought and or I'd had somebody go get me in Staten Island because I didn't know where the liquor stores was and I shouldn't be driving and I would just sit up by myself for two hours and and drink like what the fuck man that's brutal and it's not it's not the way that's just not the way man. <clears throat> now I go to New York and talk about getting fat. My my aunt doesn't stop cooking for you and stuffing, you know, New York bagels down your throat and all the antipasta you can have all day long and then you go out to dinner. But you go to, you know, you wake up in the morning and you just enjoy. And it's not hijacked by um alcohol or mm-hmm. your addiction, you know, when you when you when you're when you're fighting back against your addiction, it's and, and you're in control. Um, you just relish these times, man. And um, like I said, I don't regret, but I do know that had I been sober on that vacation to Tribeca, I would have, I would have enjoyed it more. Um, mm-hmm. As as bad even as I was grieving, so. It, it's it's good to go on a, uh, a trip like we just went on and and that and re and reinforced it. I mean, I know it sound like sound like a pussy here, but I mean, just watching the fucking sunset, the the way this sh- chateau on what it's called, the way this resort hotel is on the lake, the sunset's like a selling point because the way it the way it sets. Fuck, I don't know what to say, <laughs> but it, the, yeah, it, 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 it's just the I view. Mean, yeah, at, gorgeous. Ashley was, you know, that's all, that's right in her wheelhouse is sitting outside and like fucking praying and watching that. And it's, I don't know, it, it's something to it. I, I, you know, joined her a couple nights and just watched that shit. And it was, mm-hmm. if I was drunk, I'd be like, oh, what, can we go down the stairs to the bar? What the fuck are we doing? You know, like, right. and, um, I'm just glad I'm not, I'm not hijacked by that shit anymore. Man. Yeah. And it was a good, Good reminder, a good takeaway of, of going on a trip uh, like we did. But uh, that's kind of what, yeah, I wanted to hammer down. Um, I apologize earlier. If I, I'm starting to feel fucking guilty. I apologize earlier for kidding around about Mike Milbury's comments and the the boys up in the bubble uh, being a little deprived of uh, or being sexually frustrated. Or something, you know. <laughs> So I apologize if if took it the wrong way. Um, hey, so many of them are in committed relationships, and they're right they're on. used to getting yeah. uh, that just, that intimate time with their spouses. There's a thing about hockey players that it's it, <laughs> they're just gonna leave it at that. Um, like I, you know, the night I keep saying I don't play anymore, and I I made it to play some shitty junior hockey growing up. Um, <clears throat> But even I 
know that generally the nicest guys, we'd have a good way of weed out the assholes. We said that before. I trust them. You can trust hockey players with your money, your bank account, but um, not your wives and sisters. Just just <laughs> that's, put it that way. Trust them with anything in the world, just not your uh, wives and sisters. And it's like you know, can't help ourselves. But anyway, um, <laughs> so that about do her, uh, yeah. Jeff. You got any trips coming up? No, we're going to stay seated. Yeah. Well, you so, got Brittany, did she start yeah. school? She has started uh so they have um they start next week. She's been doing like training and stuff. She's a teacher. Um okay. you know yeah. that, but I'm just saying that for well, Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Um she yeah, she's going to I don't know. I guess they're just trying to kind of learn the how to do this online. Although she did it at the end of the uh school year, you know. Right. Anyway, but I don't know. Yeah, they're they're getting there. They're, she'll be teaching from home, which is good. Well, yeah, I mean, with her being pregnant. Yep. Well, good man. Um, it, you guys got a, a a lot to get ready for. It sounds like too. With <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blast offs around Christmas, right? Yep, that's right. So January, cool. it's it's a uh, New Year's Day now. So. Well, but, I, I, you know, we're gonna have to be quarantined because of everything. So we'll like we'll have to have Christmas at our house and insist that relatives who come quarantine before they come. You know, for yeah, you know, I mean, God, you don't even think about that shit. I know it's crazy. You know, um, I've seen some pictures that you've posted or that Brittany's posted, and and I'm not hitting on your wife here, but she's she looks great. She yes she does she doesn't uh, she's not even showing though like uh, I, says, that's where I, I well and I yeah. was I, I was being careful with my words I'm not saying that because yeah she's all you know she always looks great yeah but but for being this far along I don't I mean you can't even tell and when right. I, she'll get even more beautiful women are beautiful when they're pregnant oh absolutely yeah so she's she'll have like a making baby sure everybody someday. heard that I want to make yes <laughs> and she'll be even more beautiful that's right. But she says she's getting fat. Please. That's what I there. See this, and people are gonna fuck my words. Um, yeah. You know, in the ass here. I'm telling <laughs> you that women feel that they are getting fat. They're not. They're beautiful when they're pregnant. I really feel that way, and mm-hmm. um, that's what I meant by when I was trying to hit on your wife. So Absolutely. Make sure, Forty-nine minutes and fifty-eight seconds in, she can listen to that part where Chris Pondoff <laughs> said she looks beautiful. That's right. Just we'll don't do. listen to a minute. Especially don't listen to the part about the fucking uh, hockey player stuff. So <laughs> catch some shrapnel for that one. But um, man, I'm super fired up for you guys like this. I can't. Yeah, thanks. And um, it's such a cool thing to keep your eyes focused on while while the world's happening outside. You know. Yeah, it is for sure. So yeah, we've got, I mean, it's weird. I mean, we're buying clothes and we're buying shit for this kid already. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's like he's here already, but he's, you know, it's weird. Well, he's definitely that... haunting this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, well, not that it matters obviously, but I wanted a boy, Jeff. I, it's, yeah. Um, although, you know, now that I have 125% boy child, I, um, you know, I got a heart for a baby girl as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I just know it would. It, I just know if if 
we were ever have a baby girl, it would fuck me up like forever. I mean, I'd be a big fucking pussy. And then when like teenage years came, I'd be a fucking complete psychopath. I'd go back to my <laughs> old ways. I would answer the door with a, a baseball bat and a hockey stick and, um, Cleaning that'd be shotgun. all she wrote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That takes it. I, I, the thing about that is it would, it would end it too quickly for some of these jack off pricks that try to pick my daughter up. But, um, anyway, <laughs> let's we're all lucky. Yeah. We're all so, lucky. There's no, uh, uh, baby girl pond off for Chris right now. Yeah. So man, it's, uh, good to be back. Good to see you. And, uh, and, uh, excited for this week it sounds like we're gonna have a really cool guest on thursday we'll uh yeah we'll, we'll just it, instead you know trying trying to fucking tease everybody uh and it you know the only reason i don't mention too much about our upcoming guests is because schedule shit happens but yeah for the purpose of this episode you i mean i i don't jeff why don't you talk a little bit about who we're having on um, Yeah. well next monday's episode yeah that's right we're we're uh we are, um, sorry, I'm trying to pull up some notes real quick. So there's an actor, um, he's been on uh, several shows, but I think we'll all know him, you know, us millennial generation. His name's Ben Curtis, and Ben is the, uh, if you'll remember the commercials, dude, you're getting Adele. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he is that guy. And uh, anyway, he went through um, kind of some, had some rough media attention for just some, um, you know, demons he was battling with, uh, alcohol and drug addiction and, and some mental illness and mental, uh, well, mental health issues, um, in general. And so he is kind of transition. He's still an actor, but he's kind of like a personal or like a speaker, a coach and like a life coach kind of deal. He's just completely turned his life around into a different way. And he's going to come and share about, uh, his story and, and, uh, what he's doing now and just, you know, what, uh, offer what he can to, uh, help out. I'm fired up. It's exciting. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I love hearing other people's stories of the before, during, like, let's say, or I should say during active addiction and then and then yeah. after, you know, so yeah. it's a before, during, and after. It's before they got sober, during the the real mission and of of recovery, which I usually equate to your whether it's inpatient rehab or, or whatever it takes. And then after looking back, when you're, because it's never they're, they're the wrong words to use because it's never after. You're always in recovery, right? Um, but uh, for when you're at a place to where you can look back and 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 know that you made the right decision and are living that life and committed to living that life. And, and then you giving back. So how cool is that? And, uh, yeah. sounds like he, you know, the, the guy's fucking famous. So uh, what yeah. an honor. I mean, that's yeah, a kind of an honor that to, to be able to, to land this guy. So great work on that, Jeff. Yeah, Thanks man. Yeah. And, and good stuff this week. I, I'm going to check it out. I, I, I want you to, you you, you do you, but do that if you get want to do it more often, man. I, I think it's okay. uh, uh, you offer so much insight and um, and I learn from you. Uh, uh, so continue that uh, mission, man. That's um, important stuff. Yeah. Even though you're not on Facebook anymore, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's 
One, you I know, was like, telling somebody, I talk, I tell people I'm not on Facebook. Like a CrossFit guy says he does CrossFit. I saw that. It was funny. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, you own it, and um, and and it's great. I I, uh, I will tell you one thing. Uh, I'll end with this: that we what we didn't, well, what I didn't have on the television set at all during my fucking vacation was. Whatever that uh, shit show you guys had, you uh, call a, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> there you go. I saw um, clips and certain speeches. Sure. No, it's. Uh, I, I, I actually snuck in the other room a, a couple times, especially when uh, the former president was speaking. Um, he gets her attention quite a bit. So, um, and I respect that, uh, Mr. President. My president. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, even though I think they introduced him as that and refer to him as that, it's like they don't even—they don't even—they don't even count these last. They're just—he—they just—that helps him sleep at night. He's still the president. And go to sleep. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> you know, these years, these years count. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I hear All you. Right. you. All right. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. Hey, on. man. <laughs> let's uh, let's end on that. God bless you. Um, thanks for doing what you do. Uh, Sorry that I, uh, if I offended anybody on this program. Um, I apologize. Don't cancel me. Um, but if you do cancel me, remember that I'm. it costs me money to do this podcast. So I'm not sounding like I'm making any money, if that makes you feel yeah. better. All right. Uh, with that being said, everybody have a great, uh, great week. Um, good luck. Uh, prayed for the, the, the whole school situation for the uh, parents, kiddos, and teachers. And... Um, we're gonna get this world back on track one day, uh, and uh, praying for you that are that are struggling after the uh, the Blues uh, debacle last night in Edmonton. Um, so, amen to y'all, and let us pray. If you're struggling or know someone that is, please, please have them check out our podcast and reach out to Chris or me. We want to listen, and we're super eager to help. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram.